the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Happy Monday to you. It's George Brocker with you right here on 710 KNUS. If it sounds a little different, it's because I'm back in studio with the man himself right through the glass here. His name is Billy Thorpe. Uh, Billy, quick question. I should have asked you this before we started. Why are there two light things in front of me, but only one beyond? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know if that needs... Lewis, if you're out there, I don't know if one needs to be on or the other, if two of them really make me look extra white, because I am already extra white. (laughs) That's the plan. But uh, So, man, um, first off, let me just say this. The weather today, it's going to be a little chillier. This summer, I mean, this weekend was ridiculous, and it was so nice outside. 40 degrees today will be the high. We're going to climb up to 60. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Billy, I don't know if you've seen this. I'm holding it up right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what? Whatever okay. this is yeah. has nothing to do with a Monday. It starts oh, no. on a Thursday. Oh, my God. I didn't check. That's and goes fault. through a Wednesday. Okay. It is some kind of. <laughs> you know what, folks? We don't really Wait. know what the weather's going to be like. I think it's going to be good out here. Do. We feel second. like it's going to be extra special. Now, look, on the one you sent me digitally, yeah. it works. So it okay. says Monday, 61 oh. degrees. Oh, so it didn't save. Oh. No, no. So 61 okay. degrees. 62 tomorrow, 61 Wednesday, 60 Thursday. I mean, it's like a clothing optional week until we get to Friday when we get some afternoon rain. And then this is nuts, folks. If you fi- figure it's 61 today, the uh, the weather voodoo artists say Saturday and Sunday will be at 38 and 37, respectively. Jeez. And snow. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, yeah, and it's also it's a drill weekend, and that oh, makes no. it... Less exciting because you don't get to hang out and do all the fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh. But, Billy, uh, yeah. updated us, update us, if you would, on your – you had like two months off yeah. or something like oh. that. It was nice. I had lots of other stuff I had to do, um, uh, busy work and, and things, and, and covered uh, um, hundreds of yards and, and miles over the state. <laughs> yards and miles. Yes, I yeah. just went all over the place. I had to go up to the mountains, went to Fort Collins, uh, lots of busy. So I wasn't just like uh, relaxing and doing the easy stuff. Um, but however, th- this weekend, so it was the previous uh, Wednesday, the first day I took off, my, uh, um, one of my daughters, Katie, turned 18. So she's 18 now. She's an adult. And we had congratulations. Thank you. A little spooky. A little spooky to have another adult. Just let her know now. Every criminal act will bring her oh, yeah. to adult court. Now. <laughs> yes. There's no juvenile court. Oh, yeah. We talked about that one. And um, unfortunately, well, it, we had a surprise party on Saturday for Katie's birthday involving you know family Snakes. and friends and uh unfortunately though katie knew about the party it was not a surprise to her what no Why? how no. um well see this is kind of how i work sometimes and i just gotta be oh, honest here we this. go yeah pantless um, yeah so i i sent out earlier uh late last week you know, i sent out a text about hey we're gonna do this uh murder party after dinner we're all gonna go to dinner for katie's birthday and then afterwards come to the house and have presents and cake and we'll do this little murder party because she's wanted to do it spencer's wanted to do it so i was setting it up 
sent out uh, invites. Uh, there was a group text that I that was already involved, you know, a whole bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm responding to that, and I'm telling people this is what we're doing. I kind of lay out the evening. And then uh, Saturday morning, I'm going around, and I'm cleaning some stuff up, and I'm this, and my wife's like, yeah, and asking me, well, yeah, well, what about this? I'm like, well, it's, it's – and she's like, why are we doing this, and what about the party? I'm like, no, well, and, and she was kind of – curious about why the party was after Uh-oh. dinner she goes couldn't it be before dinner i'm like well yeah but i asked about that earlier in the week and she looks at me and she goes no and i yeah yeah i did i we, we talked about it i go well, there was a text message in this she's no and i go no wait look and i uh, grab Uh-oh. my phone Uh-oh. and i say right here on the phone and i go through here see it's it's the kids and it's your mom and your dad and my mom and uh-oh one name, one name was missing, <laughs> uh, and a very important one, uh, my wife. Um, she had no idea that I had been planning this thing. So oh all of a sudden, my. So yeah. it was a surprise for yes, her. exactly. A little bit? Yes, a little Saturday morning surprise. And she still gave me, she goes, I was wondering why you were doing all this weird stuff. She goes, I, she goes, it didn't under, she was, she had this disconnect. And she goes, I keep, and, and it's wonderful because it's this, um, a, a wonderful example of the difference between male and female communication. Because... If it was you and I, you would have gone, party what party? What are we talking about? Yeah. She's hinting. Well, you're doing a lot of cleanup. Is there, what are we cleaning up yeah, for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a the little party. more passive Yeah, it was yeah. so passive. And she kept asking these questions. She goes, I asked all these questions. I'm like, but I'm a guy. <laughs> I don't understand that. And so it was very funny. It, uh, yeah, so she, she jumped in and everything was good. And, and uh, everybody came back to the house. We went to, um, what was it, India's restaurant, the oldest Indian restaurant in, in Colorado. Um, for What's dinner. it called? India's restaurant. Oh, well, they've hidden it right in the name. Exactly. It's But amazing. Really, really good. And then came back to the house and did the murder party thing, and that was really nice. And it was fun because it was uh, some of the kids' friends and then our, you know, me and my wife and then uh, my parents and in-laws. And, and they got to see some very funny things about both my mom and my in-laws because everybody has to play a character. And they really got into character. And that Whoa, was Well, hold cool. on. So was it like a period piece, too? Like, yeah. what was the theme of this uh, thing? It was uh, 1960s, and we are in a museum for the unveiling of a brand-new T-Rex skeleton, and someone is killed. What? Yeah. So that was the, that was the thing behind it. all of so. the exhibits come alive? Uh, no. And there's Ben <laughs> <wish>. Stiller? <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> and a little tiny Robin Williams. Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> but the, uh, and, you know, it's, it's, we did what we could with the, the house, but the funniest part was um, I was, I had to be the host to kind of move things along. And so at one point I, I say, oh, excuse me, I hear a noise. And I go and I go, ah, I found a dead body. And I scream and, and make it really silly. And um, I made it very dramatic. And the dog got very super excited. So all of a sudden she's like, dead body. And she's bouncing around in the room like, no, 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 crime scene. Stop jumping. And she's like, what are we doing? What are we doing? I'm like, you're dancing on the dead body. This is not helping the whole theme here. This is your, you're breaking the whole mood. And so, yeah, she didn't help. But it was fun. We had a lot of fun. And so, how late did it go? Uh, everybody went home around 9.30, 10-ish, so not too bad. Yeah. How many people total played? Uh, 11, so not a bad one. That's not, not bad. bad. Did no. someone win? Uh, yes, yes, and uh, one person was able to guess the actual murderer, and the whole fun thing is you've got envelopes on the inside, so the murderer isn't revealed until the end. There's some clues and some other stuff that are done, but then the murderer is revealed at the end. Who, and... who set this? Did you set all this up so you were like yeah. the murder master or whatever yeah, it is? Or... Yeah, I'd been, and that's the whole thing. I had been spending the week doing all these things, texting people, telling them the character, giving them hints, talking about things, and then my wife's like, uh, what are you doing, you moron? I'm like, but the text messages, and she's like, I didn't get them. And I'm like, yes, you did. No, I yeah, didn't. I yeah. didn't have you on the list. Yeah. Why did you delete yourself <laughs> yes, from these exactly. texts? Yeah. This is somehow not my fault. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, and part of it is, okay, I didn't check. I assumed that she was on the list because I just responded to a previous thread. And, and then and she asked, and then she looks at me and goes, 
How come it wasn't on the previous thread? I'm like, you are going to have to talk to your father about that one. I, I'm, I'm going to wash my hands of this one. So oh, I was nice. able to pass the buck. Nice. But I appreciate <laughs> people washing their hands. <laughs> yeah. So um, did you get a chance good. after that uh, yeah. to get up yesterday and watch the uh, big football game? So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I spent the afternoon doing that one. Um, did some stuff in the morning and had to do some radio stuff. Made sure I cleared the deck. Uh, because it was an hour earlier than normal. We started at oh, 1. Yeah. yeah, so I had to make sure yeah. that stuff was buttoned up and, and all done and sent them to the satellite. Who all sure watches at the house when you're there? Um, normally, it's just Max and I. That's yeah, really same the thing, ones. me yeah. and Graham. Yeah, yeah. That's normally, we're the ones. I mean, my wife checks in, and uh, the other kids um, were curious that why they were still playing football. They didn't know the season was still going. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, thing. I, all I can say is, I speak on behalf of yeah. maybe 90% of America when I say seeing the Chiefs win and go to the Super Bowl, I was just like, yawn. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. I can't I can't stand. First off, yeah, they were the better team. Yeah, I, I'm, not, oh, I'm not disputing that. Mahomes is just ridiculous. Kelsey, ridiculous. Yeah. But the Ravens, who should have won that game in Baltimore, at the end just melted down. Yeah, they did. They really did. There were so many things that uh, just little mistakes by Lamar Jackson. There were times which I, I was I was disappointed. How about the Flowers guy? Oh yeah, you flowers. make that great yeah. catch. You're at the nine. Yes, and you can't check yourself enough not to get up and spin the ball on him in one of those unsportsmanlike yeah. ways that sets you back. It keeps you from the end. So like. What's wrong yeah, with you, man? That, that's and then a that mistake. that yeah. that sissy boy runs over to the sidelines, and he's so emotional. He cuts his hand. Yeah. Now he goes on to make another great play after. But like, d- yeah. what's with these guys? It's like yeah, control your emotions at that point. Be uh, be in the moment and understand what it means, and not get into trouble. The other one was um, beginning of the second half. Baltimore's driving, and I understand the 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 desire to stretch and to get into the end zone. Oh boy! But he's stretching to come over and whap, ball gets snacked out and. Kansas City gets it back, and you're like, or goes into the, you know, gets a touchback. But uh, so, but come on, I, it, it's just one of those things. Like, don't don't do that. It's uh, well, it uh, it wasn't good, man. No. I, and I, I just I I can't stand seeing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl again. This is going to obviously uh, be either. a repeat of the one that they did before without you know Purdy and McCaffrey that they had to face. That's yeah. true, but uh, you know they already beat the Niners in the Super Bowl within the last five or so years, and yeah. I was happy to see the Niners come back just because it made for a great game. Yeah, I'd, Like, either storyline would have been good. Oh, it would have been good. I mean, I'd, again, I'd, I would have, at this point, so I got no dog in the fight, it would have been nice to see Detroit, just because. Just because of the story, and yep. because, and to see, you know, and what I always, and what my son and I were talking about is... That idea when you have that first Super Bowl type of idea. Now, he wasn't around in the 70s, but he was around uh, during some of the John Elway era. And so he understands some of that and understands some of the idea of what goes on. So the idea of when it is your first or first in decades, how special that is and how it changes the dynamic inside of a city. When, When they were able to pack the Detroit Stadium, and it's an away game. I know. You only are able I mean, if if they would have done that uh, for the Chiefs away, maybe half full, maybe, maybe. Not the same thing. Maybe a third because they've been there. It's 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 regular for them. Yeah. Detroit, it's something different, and well, I felt for those fans. And look at what the, the city's yeah. going through with the Pistons, man. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a team that's had like three wins in a decade or something. Yep. I mean, it just feels ridiculous. So. Yeah. That would have been a good storyline, yeah. but I mean, listen, McCaffrey's a local kid. Oh, that was wonderful too. And John Lynch, yeah. you know, John I, Lynch, uh, yeah, Kyle Shanahan. I, I like yeah. seeing those connections, man. I, I like seeing that stuff too. So either way, that was going to turn out well. But to be up seventeen 
and then to get yeah. down, back down by 10. And even if they closed the game, it was like, what happened in the second half, guys? Yeah, I mean, there were there were adjustments that were made, and Kyle Shanahan woo. changed some things. And, and again, and, and I do, I like the fact that McCaffrey is going to have a chance after beating yep. Carolina to get a yep, ring. Yep. That really helps. And so it wasn't like, oh, this sucks, Detroit lost. I was like, it would have been nice to see Detroit. But I'm just as happy that San Francisco's there. And um, it just continues. I still want the, the Chiefs to lose. So I'm still a, I'm still oh, a 49ers fan. I want the Chiefs to lose so yeah. badly. And, and gosh, isn't it, isn't it just... Wasn't it great that uh, during the talk of, you know, when we're looking at head coaching hires that we just couldn't persuade Kyle Shanahan to come here because he didn't want to follow him? No, why would we do that? That'd be silly. And we stuck with John Elway instead yeah. of John Lynch. Why would we, would why would we make a change? Yeah. Um, also, I'm so tired now of Travis Kelsey, and I like that guy. I don't dislike yeah. him, but he's so overexposed. And if I see one more shot of Taylor Swift and him anywhere – I just feel like turning off the TV. Like I can't stand this anymore. I just it's it's. Uh, I don't know why it's grating on me, but it's grating on me. It's I I appreciated the okay. What I liked is I liked the on the field kiss after the after the game. That was okay with me, but uh, the overexposure and the focus oh on God. Kelsey hurts me. I I think they dialed back some of the Taylor Swift um, shots because I'm t- okay, guys. Uh, you know the people in the truck they're doing the NFL thing. Uh, we don't have to have a shot at Taylor Swift every time Travis Kelsey does something. That that's not that we don't care. I don't care. The fans don't care. So stop doing that. He, he's also. I mean, look, Travis Kelsey ends up scoring the first touchdown of the yeah. game. I mean, it's just and it was a beast move. It was awesome. I, yeah. look, the great guy's a great player. Yeah. I think I'm more interested now in seeing Jason Kelsey. I mean, that guy <laughs> turns out to be the real character out of the two of them oh, and i, love I mean that. just based off of what he did after the game they won up in buffalo just a week oh, God, ago yeah. i mean that dude is yeah. did you now did you hear about uh what was it in buffalo yeah it was in buffalo i think um jason kelsey saw a girl down in the stands yeah i saw the video had the, yep they yeah. had the and she went and he went and got her i'm like yeah. that is awesome yeah. and um i appreciate that you know jason kelsey went shirtless and was cheering and was going crazy i appreciate that because, and I won't turn this into a soccer conversation, but fans of my Newcastle Magpies yeah. are... Shirtless. Yes, quite often. In <laughs> fact, uh, we have one gentleman that probably outweighs uh, Jason Kelsey by maybe 125 pounds that has part of the logo of the team um, tattooed right across his beer belly. And he, What? And, yes, and he oftentimes shirtless there in the stands and, blah, 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 and shaking it all. And it is, yeah. Unbelievable. Again, no shame. So I appreciated that. I, I appreciated Jason yeah, doing that. Although, you know his wife talked to him. You know that she's but like. I, but if you, you know, watch that Kelsey thing on yeah. Prime, his wife's pretty cool cat. Man. Oh, yeah. Pretty yeah. cool cat. But you, know, but you know, after that, she's like, okay, Jason, I know that you're going to go to the next game. I know that uh, Travis yeah. is probably going to win. Um, please, can you keep your clothes on? Because I still have to go to the country club. I still have to go to the salon. And I have to explain that. Could so, you just please stay close? Somebody on social media yeah. put the sound on top of him when he was standing there in front of the <laughs> club when he was yeah. reaching back yelling. They played the sound from the T-Rex in Jurassic <laughs> Park. It yes. was perfectly oh, synchronized. Everything went, oh, I bet. I mean, it was, oh, that was wonderful. I don't know. It was ridiculous. Yeah. But, that you know, That's so wonderful. Super Bowl in a couple weeks, and we'll live with uh, now two weeks of hype on all this stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know. And you know why the Super Bowl is in February now? Because remember, that was a change a number of years ago. Um, because of Groundhog Day. No, because Valentine's the, Day. the NFL had, and it's very, very clever, and it's worked wonderfully. The NFL looked at the calendar, and what they decided was, we need to have some sort of an NFL-type event or something related to the league 
happening every month of the year because huh. of the media and the talk radio and, oddly enough, because the NFL started their own TV station. So because they have their own TV channel, they realize they need to have stuff to cover. That running old games didn't exactly pull the viewers. So that, <laughs> that's, that's one of the reasons that the Super Bowl now occurred in February is they didn't really have something that was a marquee um, you know, uh, appointment watching in February. That's why, that's why the calendar sits It's smart. That yeah, it is. It's very sure smart. smart. Very, very smart. Uh, listen, one thing we didn't do was, uh, and I've just been peppering this in here and there, is uh, the history stuff on this day. And our oh. buddy Aaron from the show here is uh, texting me in these things. Many of them pornographic. No, right. I'm kidding. They're not. Uh, but there is some stuff here that's worth noting. Edgar Allan Poe, uh, The Raven, was first published. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah. Um, W.C. Fields, born... In Philadelphia, in I, good oh, lord, wow. eighteen eighty. This is a uh, this is wow. ridiculous. Some of these things. The American League of Professional Baseball Clubs was organized in Philadelphia, nineteen hundred. Wow. Some oh, buddy, this is right up your alley. Yeah, yeah. Eighteen eighty six. Guy patented the first practical automobile powered by an internal combustion engine. He's a German. Oh yeah, Daimler Benz. Yeah. Carl Benz. Yeah. Yeah, Carl, first, can yeah, you believe it? First internal combustion engine. 1936, Babe Ruth and Ty Cobb among the first players elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York. Wow. You know, um, Mercedes-Benz is actually responsible for many of the safety features that we have in the cars, and they don't patent a lot of them. Like some of the, Why don't they patent them? They because can make some money. They want everybody else to be able to use them. They, want, they don't want us to die. So there are a lot of Why things Why do in they there. care? I, I know. You'd think. Most probably of the people re- that are not dying are not <laughs> buying their products. That's true. Probably repeat customers or something. I don't know. But things like uh, certain the tension seat belts and things like that, those are all Mercedes-Benz things. Now, there are lots of other companies that have done other things as well, but it's interesting. There's got to be a way to do the tension seat belt thing better, and I say that because yeah. every time I seem like I need something that should be arm's reach where yeah. I have to lean forward, it like catches, and I'm like, I can't. I'm just trying to get the thing. And no matter how many times I lean back, I'm yeah. like, come on, you son of a... My, my, wife's, my wife's car, when you sit down, you close the door, and then when you start the engine, the seatbelt then tightens up on you once that happens. What the once hell kind the of car is that? I, it's just, that's what her car does. Yeah, so you, t- you do, doop, and then it's like a little hug. It's like, whoop, I have you. Your is it a hug? I'd I, I like to go that way rather than trying to slowly kill me. So I figure I'm going to go with the, the positive. Uh, here's one that I think Aaron sent in specifically yeah. for you, 1966. Uh-oh. Brazilian football player, soccer player, yeah. somebody who was one of the most prolific goal scorers in the sports history was born in Rio de Janeiro. Pelé. What's the name? Pelé. Pelé. No, it was no. Romario. Oh, it's Romario. 1966. Oh, I don't know who Romario, Romario is, but I, I thought Romario's you would. remarkable. Yeah. Romario is a remarkable goal scorer. He's absolutely fantastic. Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. Birthday today. I know you've got a special cake for him. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, this will actually touch upon something that we might talk about later today. Uh, Iraq, Iran, and North Korea were called the Axis of Evil oh, yeah. by GHB God. or no GWB yeah. on uh, 2002. That's that's nice that about Romario things got me like walking down memory lane. I hadn't thought about Romario in years. So that's why I didn't even pull that out. Wow. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. For, yeah, yeah, for sure. Show. And that's then wonderful. a couple of the other ones here. Uh, Coca-Cola was incorporated in Atlanta, Georgia in 1892 on this wow. day. Little did we know. Yeah, and once, then once once uh, with an illegal drug. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. you got to get your customers, your <laughs> <Exactly>. repeat customers. <laughs> you got to get them addicted. Um, 1964, a movie directed by Stanley Kubrick starring, I'm letting you guess here, George C. Scott and Peter Sellers. 
That's right, Doctor Strangelove. Oh, yeah. Doctor Strangelove. In 1996, uh, the 6,138th performance of this musical was held in London, surpassing the record of Broadway's longest-running musical, A Chorus Line. Ooh. What year is it? 1996. Ooh. 96. That means it had been around a long time. Yeah, exactly. See... I don't want to go with Cats. I want to go with either Les Mis or Phantom. Let's pick Phantom. Brilliant call because it was Cats. Oh, nice job. Yes! I'm rocking a Monday. You nailed it. Yeah, the thing that I'm looking at is Cats made sense, but I'm like... It made too much sense. Well, it also... You just talked yourself out of it. The other part is this. It makes sense, but again, there are so many other theatrical offerings that actually have things like... Storyline, character development. Yeah, an the actual, cats one doesn't. You're right. An actual plot. <laughs> little vignettes of cat stuff yes. that I still don't understand. There's no plot. <laughs> no, I didn't know that when I went None. to see it on Broadway. By yeah. the way, went to see oh, it yeah. on Broadway during the, one of the 80 years it was on there because yeah. I felt like it was a thing you had to do. Yeah. Like when you're in Amsterdam, you do the two things. You yeah. do the Anne Frank place, yeah. and then you do the the red light district. Yeah, exactly. This was like you're you got to go to Broadway. You got to yeah. go see that. Yeah, you see cats. Awful. <laughs> Worst thing I've ever seen. I, I don't understand it. The, the thing is, I, I think there are there are certain scenes that I appreciate. Uh, you know, again, the, the finale, the memories and stuff. But the overarching play is awful. It is really, really bad. I mean, look, even the Nutcracker has a bit of a battle between well, the the rats the thing, and the you well, know the mice the thing, though, king okay. and the key to the Nutcracker. You only see the first half. Go home at intermission. Second half is irrelevant. There, there is a part, by the way, where you think it's a natural conclusion, and then yeah. they're like, no, 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 wait, no. there's more. Yeah. And you're like, what, what more can you yeah. do? Because Nutcracker, I don't understand the Nutcracker, because the Nutcracker is, the first half is story. The second half is, everybody gets to dance. That's all it is. There's yeah. no story in the second half. Everybody gets their chance to come out on stage and dance, and I fall asleep. The the other That's thing, uh, other things that are good for the first half, second half, not as great. In yeah. my opinion, Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. The, f- the first yeah. half. Yeah. That's very Fantastic, yep. man. Up until the time that Arlie Ermey or whatever his yes. name is gets uh, gunned down by pile. Yeah. Um, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty once, good. They, once they get in theater, it gets yeah. a little. Yeah. Yeah. It wanders a little yeah, bit. It's almost yeah. two movies at that point. It's it is like, like two yeah. movies. You're right about yeah. Speaking of Stanley Kubrick, wasn't yeah. he? Wasn't Full Metal Jacket Stanley Kubrick? I think so. I'm going to look know. it up right now sure. while we're talking about this. I'm almost positive that that was also a Stanley Kubrick piece because that guy. Is just a little off. Yeah, Clockwork yeah. Orange. Just a little bit. Oh, Clockwork Orange is amazing. Uh, yep, oh, Stanley wow. Kubrick was Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, his Clockwork Orange is that's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. how in the world has is that 1987? That's crazy. To think what about. the hell? Yeah, but I was still in high school. Jeez. What in the world is God. going on? I remember that when everybody the whole big thing was yeah you got to dress and act like a droog. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Uh, <laughs> blanket party too with the soap and all. That. Big uh, yep. big question for you though is uh, yeah. What's the big uh, big story for you over the weekend? Oh. You didn't get a chance to talk on any of the stuff since you left us on Tuesday when we That's closed true. down operations. As because I know I was getting texts from you in yeah, the morning. Yeah, you were. <laughs> as you were pondering, this is the stuff we woulda, coulda, shoulda talked about yeah. on the radio. What's that big one? Because I get up early. Um, I get up early in the morning. Oh, that's a tough one. As far as okay, here it is. Um, <clears throat> this is not something that um I think is is necessarily. Uh, overarching and not going to be top of mind for many people. Um, but for me, the thing that I found the most interesting was oh, this is going to sound really bad. Uh-oh, the way that I said, no, the way I set it up that way, it's like not interesting, but the conversation surrounding it 
Um, the AI-generated Taylor Swift porn. I found that very interesting, all the conversations around what it. What was it like? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I have no I'm idea. kidding, of no. course. I mean, I know. Again, I, I was like, I don't need, I don't want to, I have no desire to see that. But the conversations around it I found very interesting because it is artificially intelligence generated, uh, because it is absolutely disgusting, and it, it changes you know, how we appreciate and what we're looking at as far as what AI has the ability to do because this branches out into almost anything uh, from movie stars to politicians to there's so many different types of awful applications. And I thought it was interesting that people got angry when it was about the Taylor Swift thing and the idea of, oh, we got to pass laws. And, I'm, and, and that's the part for me is I'm real curious about how those laws develop. What do they look like? How do you enforce them? Um, and again, if that AI, you know, whatever it is, uh, porn or anything else is generated outside of the country, what do you do with it? And the conversation I had with a friend was this really should be almost more cultural is I kind of look at it and go, yeah, you can look at it that and say, OK, I understand that, you know, maybe you were slightly aroused by seeing the uh, AI Taylor Swift porn. But, you know, that you're really just uh, spanking it to a cartoon, right? Oh, I mean, you my that? goodness. I mean, you under, you, you understand there. that you are just looking at basically Marge Simpson or some other thing that has been drawn well, or generated by someone that's else. not quite Marge. Yes, it is. That's, are you aroused by the blue people in Avatar? I mean, they're fake people. Well, so that's the I'll idea. be honest. Yeah. The Zoe Saldana <laughs> character, really, <You're> like, <laughs> this is how I know. <laughs> love me, love me, little blue I lady. can't be racist. <laughs> yeah. I can sort of be into the yeah. Avatar I'm, girl. I now appreciate Captain Kirk and the level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> the so, green lady. Exactly. So I honestly think... I think that there should be almost a cultural shift towards that. I think that's that would be more effective uh, than trying to legislate it away. But it's an interesting problem and, and a dangerous problem. And so that, for me, was the one that I don't think has a right answer, only wrong answers. And so that was one that kind of spun around in my head because I found it interesting to think about over the weekend. Yeah. I uh, That is an interesting yeah. one. And I think the outcry is different just because it's Taylor Swift. Absolutely. Like th- Absolutely. Th- this stuff's been out there for a oh, bit yeah. now. She's however, not the first. However, uh, with, with fairness, if it would have been AI-generated porn of me, there would have been laws the next day. They would have been like, no, no, there's part of the know. kids. No, no, we can't see this. There would be people saying, I had to pour bleach into my eyes. <laughs> They'd be pulling be, yes. the plug on all the AI. Exactly. This is what it can do, people. <laughs> exactly. We warned you of the danger. You can't unsee this. <laughs> yes, exactly. This is forever. Yes, forever. The therapy that is involved you... <laughs> with this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, uh, the presidential uh, thing continues to. Yeah, that's interesting take shape but it's not it's the shape's been taken man it's it's over at this point and i know there are people that are still predicting that somehow we're gonna pop joe out and plug in somebody else (laughs) whether it's michelle or gavin or somebody i i don't see that happening short of whether it's made up or legitimate some kind of a medical episode yeah leading up to the convention that's the only reason that's it and for everybody that says that, oh, they're going to just, uh, Joe's going to walk off the stage and they're going to bring somebody else up. What I would say is, what would you say if they did that to Trump yeah, or not, did that no to chance. any other nominee? And, and again, I understand that the, the loyalty to Trump, but let's say they would have done that to McCain or Romney or anybody else. The issue that I think the people that are buying into that conspiracy are forgetting is the fact that they're assuming the Democrats would go, oh, that's fine. We didn't get to choose. We didn't get to pick. You didn't ask me. You're just going to anoint a candidate that somehow the Democrats, regardless of if it would be the most perfect, most wonderfulest candidate in the world, that somehow that voting block would go, oh, it's fine. 
I, I disagree just based on the functionality of how the process is supposed to work. I just don't I don't believe that. I happen. love the idea that and we've seen this play out here at the state, state level. Yeah, I love the idea that. All of these people are going to participate in caucuses and primaries yes. and make their designations and all this other stuff. And then a handful of people that get selected to be the delegates at the assembly mm-hmm. are going to, at the last minute, be like, eh, we're going to do something different. Yeah. I know what you said, but I don't care. This feels <laughs> a lot like uh, our own Republican Party yeah. caving in the entire nomination process, which, by the way, could happen. So yes. I don't know if the I don't think the the court opinion has come down yet, but. You know, the Republican Party is suing the state and the planet because we have this open primary, in essence open, where you can be unaffiliated and vote and they've gone and all this other stuff. If a judge were to rule in their favor, it is very possible that the entire nominating process for Republicans and, frankly, Democrats would all take place at just assemblies, like no more ability to get onto the ballot through petitions all other Republican primary voters cut off because how are they going to administer this thing? They have oh, yeah. no money to do this. I remember at one point, it may have been on this show, somebody was saying, they were telling me some idea for this when I said, how does this play out? And they're like, well, there'll be different uh, houses designated in neighborhoods and people can drop off their ballots at someone in their driveway or something. I'm like, you trust that yeah. more than the lockbox thing over by the clerk and recorder's office? Like, I, I don't. Yeah. That our, I don't I, trust that at all. I, I love that our security, our solution to election integrity is we're going to go drop this off in some dude's driveway. That's, that's the solution <laughs> to the election integrity problem is we're just going to pass this off to some person in a driveway. Yeah, um, uh, uh, that's so, the solution? But really? that's what happens if we uh, – Come on. That's what happens if we end up doing this thing where we and I don't know what the court's going to resolve on this. And then, you know, we had uh, Kent Theory on to talk about. Yeah, how it it kind of feels like it makes this court case largely irrelevant because it sounds like if Colorado voters approve these three measures, the way we do elections is going to change. This will be the last year we ever do precinct caucuses. You know, what's going to happen, though, is (laughs) again, because we've seen this Colorado voters for we got to approve three of them. We're not approving three of them. We're we'll gonna just pick, pick two. We're, we're going to pick one or two. Pick and that's what's going to happen. And then people are going to stand around and go, meh, meh, meh. And you're like, you didn't think this through? There, there should be some sort of a plan. Because I am willing to bet, I really think that we've got more than a 60% chance of the voters picking two or one, but not all three. I just so don't funny. think they're going to pick all three. As long as they don't pick the ranked yeah. choice voting one, the others I can live with. I could yeah. live with a top two. Yeah, you know, yeah, where yeah. then at least one of them has to get 50% of the vote. I could live with a top two. Yeah. But this ranked choice voting thing is so weird, I'm afraid that voters will get confused with it. That's one. That's yeah. been feedback where it's been tried in some places. And also, I don't love the idea that even though it's unlikely to happen, that n- somebody who is nobody's first choice could yes. end up being the representative. Yeah. Like, nobody liked you enough to make you number one. But you win? Yeah. Like, and, in what sport is that? Yes, and, and if we think about that, and this is a really good analogy to that, is the Democrat nomination process of Biden. Biden was never anybody's first choice. Yeah. He was barely <laughs> anybody's third choice. But by attrition, right. he just kind of stood around and goes, I'm still here. I'm still, I'm still here. here. Still I'm, here. I'm still here. And, and, and eventually he became the nominee. Now, did that become the, the strongest nominee the Democrats ever had or anything? Probably not if you talk to them. But it, it became the person. And I, I, that's what I would hate. And I really would hate the idea with ranked choice voting. What bothers me is this is the person that I want. And if that person doesn't win – 
I should get a chance to go back and look at whoever that group is and vote again. Don't make me choose a second or a third because what if the second and the third are against each other? And I go, you know, actually, given the fact yeah. that if the second and the third are next to each other, I want the third, not the second, only because this person's yeah, on the that's race. Right. That's right. I want to be able to make the choice. Don't assume what that's my right. second, third, fourth choice is. That's what bothers me. That, that's what I don't like about it. I just, I, yeah, yeah. I, that's, a, that's what bothers me too. I, yeah. But the top two thing, even if people freak out and they're like, but Denver will only have two Democrats. It's like, listen, folks. Republicans ain't winning Denver. Okay, no. let's just put that aside. It, I, I have my entire life, Republicans have never won District 1. The entire time, I have been above ground it's and like breathing. The, the, it's like World never. War One. The Republicans yeah. are in a trench, and then yeah. every couple years we need a candidate, and they do like short straw, and they yeah. send Casper Stockham up over the hill, you know, like yeah. just get oh, gunned yeah. down. And exactly. it's not his fault. No. It's incredibly brave to do it, but... Dang. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a, so yeah. so if you had the choice between a Democrat and a Republican, Democrat's going to win. Every time. What if there was an ability to vote for an insane Democrat and a less insane Democrat? Yes. Then, and I know a lot of that sounds redundant. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But um, you could at least vote for someone that you're like, okay, that person will only burn the garage down, not the whole house. And that gives us a chance to protect the rest of that. Yeah. Something like the, that. The thing for me about the reason that, that I would be at least. I'd be amenable to the top two. It's not my first choice. But the reason I would be like, okay, I'll hold my nose and I can deal with that because I think that has more of a moderation effect in solid districts than um, other ranked choice voting. And what I mean by that is inside of Denver, if you had, again, the two Democrat candidates, you can you can really make an argument that you can get some of those Republican votes into a more centrist Democrat and you can keep the really oh, crazy stuff. True. Yeah, the I really crazy true. stuff from happening. The other thing that you can do is you can take out the people that are just functionally beige wallpaper like Michael Bennett, because then you can get a person that's a Democrat to go. Dude doesn't do crap. Yeah. How about you let me in here and we're going to do. But again, inside that district, yeah. it would have to be a more moderating. Can you voice. imagine, though, a top two for U.S. Senate in Colorado where yeah. there's no Republicans? That could happen. Oh, yeah, it absolutely could. A top two for governor. Yeah. Two yep. Dems. And it would be crazy. Griswold again, Weiser. I mean, would, holy yeah. crap. That's like you're getting drunk when you're filling out your ballot oh, because absolutely. you can't believe you're doing yeah. it. But again, and the, the only argument against that on the other side is. Heidi got stomped. I mean, with respect to yeah. her, I like her a lot as a person. Yeah. She got stomped. So it's not as if it's not as if it was like, ooh, if we have two Democrats in the ballot, it's not letting Republicans win. Republicans yeah. didn't have a shot last time, and this next cycle is going to be tough. That's got to be it. So I think with the top two choice, in my mind, it puts more onus on the party actually putting to forward a good candidate that can win in that district well, rather than so. someone that is, the, nom- that is just a The moderating voice. thing, though, true, and I know yeah. listeners are thinking this, they're like, well, wait a minute. So in a Republican place, there's going to be two Republicans and one's going to be more moderate than the other? Yeah. I think that's real. I yeah. think that could really happen. Yep. Don't know what that turns out to be in the ballot, but at least people have a choice. Yeah. I know what I forgot to ask you about as we're running out of time oh, here yeah, is um, you did not get to weigh in at all on – the very first CD4, CD8 forum. I don't know how much oh, you yeah. watched of that or read about it. I read but... a lot. Read a lot. Didn't watch anything, but read a lot. Yeah, and no only offense because... taken. Go no, ahead. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, the thing is, it was just long. I looked at the video and went, oh, that's long. I'm like, I can't just he, do that. It's long on the the nine that were up there because yeah. I, otherwise no, yeah. it's you're just doing yes, no answers. Yeah. And ain't none of those people can do yes, no answers. No. And that's the problem. Um, What I did is I went through and I found it fascinating 
the reporting because that's how I'm, I'm coming yeah, at yeah, this yeah. from is I looked at how it was reported and how it was covered. And again, it was all focused on Bobert because she has the name ID. I thought it was very interesting. I thought the straw poll afterwards oh uh, was, yeah. very, was very striking. It shows a lot of uh, headwinds against Lauren. But again, but that's a finite group of people very that would show group. up, show yeah. up and be you know ultra engaged. Does that then spill over to larger electorate? I'm not certain about that. Don't know yet. Yeah. Although um, I am yeah. less confident in my prediction than I was before. Still very confident, but yeah. less confident just yeah. because of some of the things I'm hearing in the background. But at the end of the day, I keep reminding myself the people I engage with are people who are engaged yeah. You know, in the process. The vast majority of people who are going to get ballots and vote, they're not engaged. Yeah. They're just going to see names on a ballot and be like, oh, look yeah. at that. Exactly. And the, the other part that I, I looked at was I, I, I thought it was very interesting that all the Republicans were so enthusiastic about raising their hands and oh, admitting buddy. the crimes that they Six did. out of nine. That was weird. And this is why. This is the only thing I'm like. I would expect that on the Democrat side of the aisle because it's the Republicans that are the law and order party. And what was weird is the enthusiasm. That was the part that got me was the idea. Yeah, I did it. I broke the law. You're like, wait a minute. Hang on. Aren't you guys the ones that are supposed to be the no, no, we shouldn't break the law. And, and these things have consequences, etc. And it seemed like the opposite. And that I found very, very interesting in that conversation was the idea that there was this enthusiasm for the idea that you'd been arrested. A lot of those charges that were at least revealed by the candidates, and I'm going to take oh, yeah. them at their word until Kyle Clark proves them wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, but exactly. they seem pretty picky. You not, oh, not irrelevant absolutely. and not like the traffic one that Jerry Sonnenberg talked about. I'm like, yeah, OK, yeah, I'm glad you got stopped and I'm yeah. glad it was there were consequences for the speeding. But. You know, 800 years later, and Jerry, that's not a knock on your age, 800 years later, dudes run. Do I think it's relevant to yeah. him or his kid? No. Oh, no. No, no. Yeah. I think, you know, Lynch's is far more relevant just because it happened while the dude was serving in office and all the other stuff that took place. That, that yep. to me, is far more relevant. But the Ted Harvey one, I was like, that's embarrassingly dumb. I mean, yes. it was just like, what? And then... Yeah. Um, I don't know. Some people are like, oh, those candidates weren't being exactly honest about their record. There's more stuff. I'm like, well, we'll see an ad come out about that. We'll see questions yeah. about that. But And that's the best part is that you now have the opportunity to expose that. I feel like we are right. rapidly approaching a time where we're in that post-rule of law period of time yeah. here where I don't know what the other side looks like, but I have never in my lifetime seen such a hyper-politicization of the criminal justice system on both sides where yeah. – it's quickly becoming irrelevant. My worry is for future juries. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My worry is for juries. Well, Not, you, know, we can, you can knock out all the Soros-funded yeah. DAs you want. It doesn't matter. When juries stop convicting because they impose some sort of political litmus test on charges or the case, we're over. We're done. But we're getting there already because think about the number of people um, regarding any of the Trump cases, especially the most recent verdict. Again, a verdict that was $83 million delivered by a jury. How many people immediately Man, said, life. well, that's a biased jury, a jury that Trump's team helped pick. Obviously, that's, that's a biased jury, a jury of Trump's peers because he lived in New York for decades. But that's obviously biased that somehow that, that they go and they pick a jury in the locale in which he has lived for decades. And somehow that's not OK anymore. Think about that, that, that if it was me and I was being brought up for a jury trial in an area where I live in Colorado, in the jurisdiction. Well, obviously, since I've been living here so long, this is a biased jury. I mean, what, what are we? Where are we going with this? Yeah, well, it's, you know, when you're forum shopping too, it's just here's yeah. one thing I saw that was posted on social media. Somebody shared it with me, and I thought, okay, this is thought provoking. 
And some of these things you'll recognize we've talked about. Trump has never been convicted or even investigated for what E. Jean Carroll accused him of. She, E. Jean Carroll, doesn't know what year it happened and has even been caught in a few lies. The inconsistencies are legit. That's true. E. Jean Carroll brought the dress forward, but the dress didn't even exist in the year she claimed it happened. Trump was not on trial for this. He was on trial for calling her a liar and other names. This is the one you're talking about, Billy. The jury is from a far left district, so Trump had no shot at a fair hearing. I, if we once we convince ourselves that, then the criminal justice system goes out the window. If we don't think we can get a fair trial based on politics, I don't know. It says uh, she didn't make these accusations. These, these next two are the ones that uh, bug me a lot. She didn't make these accusations until 20 years later. She even blah blah blah. The only reason she could even sue was because Democrats changed the laws for one year in New York. The law was changed the day Trump got out of office. And then the other one is she wasn't going to sue until anti-Trump people talked her into it and offered to pay. Um, those those last three things are bothersome to me. I get late uh, outcry, though. That's not uncommon at all with sex assault victims. We've seen that with our own church, man. We've seen that with the Catholic Church. The outcry stuff doesn't happen when you think it should. Logic cannot be applied to how a victim responds to trauma. But the change in the law thing, that's interesting. Yeah, that is an interesting one. The other one I would remind people is the Gawker. Uh, isn't Gawker lawsuit? No, what was it? Um, the Hulk Hogan lawsuit that was funded by a billionaire to bring down a gossip website that the billionaire didn't like because they had taken shots at him. So the idea of the funding, again, things happen like that. I don't think that necessarily discounts what E. Jean Carroll said. But the other thing I would add to that is that E. Jean Carroll, within days of it happening, did share the story with two friends. So the idea that she didn't come forward with it, yes, but if she was planting this and she was planning on lying on this, then over 20 years ago, she planted the story with friends and then didn't say or do anything because the friends were on the stand and backed up her story and said, yes, this is what she told me on that day. And she told me it was this. And again, it's decades ago. They can't pinpoint the exact day or month. And again, I am not necessarily okay with that. However... The fact that two of her friends came in and said, within days of this allegedly happening, she told me about it, tells me maybe she's not lying. Because yeah, th it would seem weird. Th those are all good yeah. supportive facts. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. if you're looking for a reason to question whether this is just another political thing, then there's a lot to do there. We can talk about that later. I know we've gone super long here. Let's do this. Let's cut away for a break. My God, I hope we've given Billy something that he can do here with the remaining time. It's George Brockler, 710 KNUS. And 10 Kane US. Let's get smart. It's time for the Thorpe Report. Uh, good morning, sir. Yes, this is probably sponsored by Lair Fireplace and Patio. They have wonderful deals going on right now to keep the inside of your house warm and wonderful ways to entertain when you get to the springtime. Check it out. They have some great deals right now, some rebates. Lair Fireplace and Patio proudly sponsoring the Thorpe Report. Um, and they want to be far away from you choose the news. So the um, strong high pressure ridge is going to be in our forecast. It's going to be pretty mild temperatures over the week, as George outlined earlier. Uh, police in Boulder say they shot and killed a dog that was attacking a person Sunday morning. Not surprisingly, it's a pit bull. Neighbors who witnessed the attack say the dog belonged to the victim. The dog turned on its owner. A uh, neighbor actually came out and attempted to stab the dog. Still didn't stop it. Eventually, uh, police arrived, and they shot the dog and killed it. Oh, my goodness. I man. know. And the thing just, Everyone I guess, loves pit bulls. They say just tore, 
tore the poor man apart. Uh, deputies in Adams County are investigating a shooting that occurred early Sunday morning. They respond to a traffic crash that happened in the 1800 block of Sherlwood Drive, 2.20 in the morning on Sunday. Deputies arrived. They found the driver of the vehicle crashed, but had been shot as well. Uh, they found out the vehicle was driving on Sherlwood, came upon a couple of suspected juveniles standing in the street, according to the sheriff's office. Juveniles, of course, as they want to do, fired a gun into the vehicle, hitting the driver and then crashed. Driver and a passenger inside the vehicle, both taken to the hospital for treatment conditions not known at the time, and they're working to identify the alleged shooters. Uh, police in Denver investigating a double shooting on board an RTD bus that left a man dead and another wounded. That happened on Saturday evening. Shooting happened 641, bus on Federal hell? Boulevard and Mississippi Avenue. Uh, that shot, the person shot was transported to the hospital, the victim, other one. Uh, the man that was shot was uh, later pronounced dead. Still uh, investigating. 30, uh. Yep, 36-year-old Colorado man was killed in a skydiving incident Good near grief. Longmont. Yeah, prime, the man's primary and reserve chute failed to deploy after he jumped out of the plane and then splat. Um, woman died after colliding with a tree while she was skiing. The exhibition ran its Aspen Highlands on Saturday. Ski Patrol received the call about 11.26 in the morning. 22-year-old woman was pronounced dead um, around noon. Some families in the Jefferson County community of Indian Hills still without water for more than a week. Yeah, that's it. Back to you, sir. Where's the so good that. news there? I mean, at least you could have said the Chiefs yeah. lost. <laughs> that would have been good news, but no. Oh, my goodness. Well, Nothing listen, uh, because of what I've done with the time here, I'm going to cut away real quickly. Billy's going to scramble to move things around, and then we're going to come back and do the good stuff. That's the You Choose the News. George Brockler, 710 KNUS. George Brockler back with you here, 710 KNUS. Let's get stupid. It's time for the Thor. I'm sorry. Sorry. It's time for you to choose the news. <laughs> I'm going to take that <laughs> personally, sir. No, no. It's, if the first one, if the Thor proposes, sure. let's get smart, this is the flip side of it. <laughs> yes. And stupid is my brand, as we know. Alrighty, sir. Yes, it is time to play everybody's favorite fake radio news game show, You Choose the News, where we have scoured the interwebs this entire weekend for really dumb stories about us humans and give them stupid headlines to play this fake radio news game because so far they haven't told us to stop. They've hinted, but notice anything out loud. Alrighty, sir. Here we go. Headline number one, the homeless look is now fashion chic. Headline number two, it's all about the Benjamins. Headline number three, three the secret to long and healthy life has now been located. And headline number four, I'm sure that'll teach them. Uh, your choice this morning, sir. That'll teach him. Good That'll teach him. Talking yes. into a dead mic. <laughs> That'll teach him. A West Virginia woman has been arrested. The 19-year-old Hannah Jones uh, recently got into an argument late at night with her boyfriend. Alcohol was involved, and uh, they had a disagreement. So during the argument, she promptly decided the way to solve this is to kill one of our pets. Yes. She walked on over, grabbed the couple's gecko, shoved it into the garbage disposal, and turned it on. She has now been arrested for animal cruelty. So she decided during the argument to kill the pet gecko, which is awful, horrible, plus now she can't pay, save 15% or more in her car insurance. So that's going <laughs> to It's a horrible thing. Choked horrible out the thing. gecko. Yes, uh, horrible thing. <laughs> what? All right. <laughs> Next choice. <laughs> Thank you for laughing. Yeah. Uh, homeless look now in fashion. A man now fashion chic. It's all about the Benjamins or the secret to long and healthy life. I'd like to know the secret. The secret to a long and healthy life is wonderful, but you might need to have some wanderlust. They've located it, but it's in Japan. Huh? Uh, there is J Japan, Japan's oldest village is looking for help. They're looking for new residents. Uh, this is not the as far as age of the village. It's based on the age of the residents. Uh, Two-thirds of the residents are over the age of 65, and they're looking for new youngins to move in and to help with the population. At one time, the village was 11,000 people. Now it's just under uh, 1,500. 
But why would you want to move there? Yeah. Well, during a recent test, um, the residents over the age of 65 in the village performed the best on cognitive, on physical, what? on every single test you can to, to uh, gauge your health. They crushed it. They Japan, came in. Huh? They came in twenty years younger than almost anybody what? else. Yes, a lot of Sudoku. I, I don't know, but it's a it's a it's a it's a mountain village, and whatever they're doing, these people are in phenomenal shape, and they say they're going to live probably to be the oldest people on the planet. So if that's if that's your gig, is it on Honshu? I mean, where is I think I'd go I, there. I didn't. Check. If you I'll vacation check. there, do you get a couple I'll months you. out of your life? Extra? <laughs> maybe I mean, maybe you could. But hey, all right, now final choice: the homeless look is now fashion chic, or it's all about the Benjamins. Well, I want to say something for Friday. I do think the homeless look is chic. Yes, the homeless look is now fashion chic. At least that's according to the science hippies. Uh, the people that walk around talking uh, with big words and wearing the white coats say all over the world, hermit crabs are now looking for that homeless look. They're saying that there has been a change in homeless crab populations. Uh, 13 out of 16 species studied are now using our garbage as their homes. So rather than, picking up the, rather than picking up the snail shells, hermit crabs are now grabbing our discarded plastic and other garbage and using them as our homes. In fact, there is one species of hermit crabs in which the plastic has become the de rigueur. It's what you have to have because it's lighter and more durable than the snail shells they normally have. And that particular population of snail shells that use their home has been decreasing, so fewer snail shells available. So now the plastic junk that we throw in the ocean is becoming very valuable to some of these hermit crab populations. So they're actually fights over the trash. So, you know, so basically now they're, you know, hermit crabs walking around with like Coca-Cola bottle caps on their rear ends and, and tops what? of lights and stuff. But they like yeah. it. But they like yes, it. Yes, yes, they do. They look kind of like, I'd say, uh, steampunk crabs. That's kind of the idea is, is do that. So I just think it's a new fashion choice is, is kind of the idea. But the, the, the science hippies are all upset about it. Normally, scientists, yeah. just like anyone else, don't want to have crabs. Uh, that's because, true. Because, you know, <laughs> even if you put a bottle cap on it, it doesn't really cure. I mean, oh, I, believe me. Believe me, there's just no way to... <laughs> and that is it. That is the end. I wish we had enough time. I can't reach the uh, sponsor because then I could have gone to McDonald's today. But no, yet again, we will not get paid for this frivolity. Oh, come on. That's probably some sort of, uh, you know, balance in the universe for this. But yes, sir, that is it. That is the end of the silliness. It is now back to you. Uh, music will start here in uh, two seconds. It's hard to imagine. Um, listen, how long has it been since we have consistently hit the damn sponsor thing? we got to figure out what we're doing here. I mean, at some point, maybe this week we'll get it licked. Uh, hey, here's what's coming up. Uh, Rose Puglisi, friend of the show, friend of mine, she's going to be on. She's the new minority leader. She's the new um, person that, that fills the role for Mike Lynch after he stepped down last week. Let's talk about what's going to happen under her leadership when we come back. George Brockler, 710 KNUS. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.